show the establishment warned you about. And welcome back to this Dr. Tommy, Dr. Tommy Show. This is live broadcasting from Echelon Health in the heart of Greater Tampa. And we are glad you joined us today. If you have not joined us before, stay tuned. <clears throat> Atlas MD is our sponsor. Atlas MD is the preeminent medical software for membership medicine practices, including direct primary care and concierge medicine. If you haven't heard about direct primary care or concierge medicine, stay tuned for that. But if you have heard about it and you're a physician, you want to learn more about using the most effective software that I found. And I, I think a lot of people have found uh, for direct primary care and that's Atlas MD. Go to askdrtommy.com, click on special offer for Atlas MD. Then you can use it for free for 60 days and um, you'll love it. All the doctors are um, all, all the doctors that are out there are welcome to try it for free. Mm-hmm. Even like if it, you're just toying it. with the idea of starting a practice, mm-hmm. well, you don't want to burn up your free month, but if you are already in practice and you want to try it, you can try it for free mm-hmm. and you don't have mm-hmm. to get rid of your current software. The other good thing about Atlas MD is you can use dragon to dictate into it. And there's no exclusion. A lot of these uh, software companies have uh, made an exclusion to where if you try to use regular dragon to dictate into your EMR, the EMR will shut down. Really? Yeah. Now, um, Dragon is a, a, a different um, subscription, right? Well, you Dragon, yeah, it. Dragon's a software for dictation. They mm-hmm. sell a Dragon that's regular. It costs mm-hmm. like two hundred bucks for the mm-hmm. professional one. Mm-hmm. But if you try to buy Dragon Medical, it costs about two thousand dollars. Oh my gosh. Well, you just type your own notes yourself, don't you? Or do you have Dragon? Well, I have Dragon that I can dictate if I choose to, mm-hmm. or I can type. We can do both in uh, Atlas, but if you used a regular Dragon in most off-the-shelf EMRs, including the ones that are quote-unquote free or near free, it will shut down. Why? Because uh, Dragon has partnered with these guys to say, hey, introduce code that says you have to buy us. It's the whole oh, crony okay. capitalism um, yeah, gotcha. method of doing business where you outlaw everybody else's business or make it hard for other people to do business. And instead of building a better product like Atlas MD did, you say... Look, we'll we'll give you a little something on the back end, a little mm-hmm. reach around. If you give us something on this end, and then we'll all work together to uh, basically mm-hmm. uh, make it to where the doctors have to pay for uh, Dragon Medical, mm-hmm. which is too much money, in my opinion. You uh, type most of your notes anyway, though, I think. Yeah, you? I used to use Dragon, but then I just got to the point where I, I'm pretty good at typing, mm-hmm. and then I can be pretty succinct. Mm-hmm. We've got a busy day today. Uh, one of the – where's our stack? Oh, here it is. Uh, one of the things that we heard on the way in is there was a YouTube shooter who came a female uh, angry female suspect angry over YouTube postings or over video postings uh, went to the YouTube headquarters and this is from BBC and it says media playback is unsupported. Oh, sorry, that's what I was reading the wrong thing. It says uh, the suspect in a gun attack at YouTube's headquarters in California has expressed anger over its treatment of her video postings. Media reports say police have named Nassim. Agdam 39 is a suspect, but say they are still investigating a motive. YouTube or US media say Agdam was angry that YouTube was filtering her videos and reducing the money she could make. Tuesday's attack left a man and two women injured with gunshot wounds. The attacker shot herself dead. Police in San Bruno, California say there's no evidence that the attacker knew the victims, a 36 year old man said to be in critical condition, and two women ages 32 to 27. So it turns out this lady was a vegan bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. Now, these uh, the people that she, she shot, the three people, 
They were not employees of YouTube, right? I don't know. Is that the truth? Doesn't I mean it doesn't sound like they were employees. They were just random people. Well, it says here blah blah blah. No, it doesn't say much. This came from the this came from the BBC. Um, it doesn't say three wounded were taken to Zuckerberg San Francisco General Hospital. Um, the 32-year-old woman's condition was serious, 27-year-old's condition was fair. Yes, thank goodness no one uh, died. Several Except YouTube employees shooter, tweeted about the attack as it was taking place. Uh, yeah, I don't know who the people were. It sounds like they were just random people, and they were not employees of YouTube. Police say officers had, quote, encountered one victim with an apparent gunshot wound at the site and two additional gunshot victims that fled to a neighboring business. Inside the complex, officers then found a woman dead from a gunshot wound that was believed to be self-inflicted. She was pretty mad, huh, that YouTube was was not allowing her videos to... Her father told police that she might go to YouTube as she, quote, hated the company, local media said. Her father said that Agdam had been reported missing on Monday after not answering calls for two days. Police later found her sleeping in her car on Mountain View, 25 miles south of the YouTube offices in San Bruno, and reported this to her family, but did not detain her. YouTube terminated her account following the shooting. Her Instagram and Facebook accounts have also been removed. Well, that's an interesting thing because... uh, we were talking about another thing about YouTube and social media in general about how they're spying on you. Mm -hmm. And one of the articles I printed out, or actually one of the things I wanted to cover was about um, Facebook and Facebook, as you know, has been under attack for not under attack, criticized Mm -hmm. for using their privacy snooping um, methods to, find out what you like and what you don't like and push it towards you. Mm-hmm. And yes. there's actually a setting that you can find on Facebook. It tells you though, what does it tell you? You saw it the other day. What it told I, you I about yourself. I did see it yesterday. It, um, it tells you basically what um, you, pretty much when you click, when you're clicking like on this page and clicking like on that page, they're monitoring all that and keeping record of it. That so, we knew of. Yes. I knew and, of. And it but also it considered say? me to be extremely conservative. And what else did it say though about your recent actions? That I had just traveled. Um, out of town two weeks ago. And um, so they knew that I was, you know, we went away for our anniversary. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'd taken a picture. Uh, and I guess that's how, I mean, I, I did take a picture and post it on Facebook that we were in Treasure Island. Mm-hmm. But yes, they knew that I was out of town. That's a little scary knowing that they knew we weren't home. I mean, I... That's and they, they knew you had a housemate, they called they it. They knew that I had a housemate, not a husband, but a housemate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all these things are the things that you're voluntarily giving Facebook and social media, and then they're using it, selling it for your, uh, for their own purposes. Mm-hmm. I went in and changed the. You can turn those settings off, though. Mm-hmm. So there is the option to do that. I, and I learned about that from your sister because she had posted it. Yeah. And um, anyway, I followed the directions and went in and uh, had seen everything that they had um, listed for me. And then you can just click those off so they are not able to follow you in that way. So there's this a street artist in New York. I thought he was in California, but I guess he's in New York too. And he's been doing a mock-up of, of Zuckerberg and Chuck Schumer. And it's about how Zuckerberg employs Chuck Schumer's daughter. And Zuckerberg employs Chuck Schumer's Facebook. daughter. Yeah. So okay. Facebook uh, employs Chuck Schumer's daughter, I believe it is, or his niece. And then they're talking about how uh, Chuck Schumer, along with other politicians, are protecting Facebook for 
um, basically regulation by uh, saying that you know Facebook is off limits for regulation, Internet, general Google, and all these things are off limits for regulation, whereas they'll regulate everything about your life. Mm-hmm. So they'll regulate regulate how much water you can use through your shower head. Oh, the daughter of Chuck is working for Zuck. So what you're seeing here, if you're watching on YouTube, is it's called ZuckSchumer.com. And what it is is it's a a uh, this street artist who I think his name is Sabo, and he has basically plastered this all over New York City, trying to expose the collusion that he sees between uh, Chuck Schumer, particularly, and Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Mark Zuckerberg is I think he's almost thirty, and yet, he is thirty three. I think. Oh, is he already thirty? I believe he's thirty three. And he already has been able to amass so much wealth that he's one of the wealthiest people in the world, mm-hmm. but also one of the most powerful. And this. Uh, as you can see, can lead to problems. Whereas they're using your data to sell it, and not only to sell it, but just to track you. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we saw before was uh, when I was at the, uh, we were at the concert before, and I was talking about, uh, we walked by a, a camera, and a lady had a camera on, and it had a, a, a particular, had a particular kind of mic cover over it called a dead cat mic cover anyway i said that's that's what that is that's a dead cat mic cover and then i um i'd be damned if a few minutes later i opened my phone and what was on amazon <laughs> and i had yeah. not searched for them mm-hmm. dead mic dead cat mic covers mm-hmm. and that has happened though more than once now mm-hmm. we were talking about coupons one day and bed bath and beyond i think yes and poof, there you got a text message. A text message. message, which, you know, is not... I know that could be just... Right, coincidental, because I do get text messages from them. That's the only time I shop at Bed Bath & Beyond <laughs> is if I get a coupon. But It I, came within seconds. But I have talked about things on... Um, things of Purchasing things on Amazon, and then I'll be on Facebook, and mm-hmm. then a side ad will be mm-hmm. the exact thing that I've discussed. Or I will receive an email mm-hmm. about something that I've talked about yeah. and it's not weeks. It's soon. It's like the same day. Well, people don't know this necessarily, but your, your phone can listen to you at all times. And one of the ways it can listen to you is if you ask it to. So if you say, if you plug your iPhone in, for instance, and you have a later model iPhone, you plug it into the AC, uh, to the wall, it'll say, and say, Hey Siri. And if you have it activated, Siri's listening to you. Well, she's obviously yes. able to listen to you then at all times. If she, if you can make Siri activated by saying, hey, Siri, what is the weather today? Mm-hmm. Then theoretically, Siri can be listening to you at all times. And all these Amazon Alexa and all these different things that people have posted throughout their homes. Remember we talked about the Roomba? Yes, the it's Roomba has been home. hacked. Yes, yeah. the Roomba has been hacked. Anything that has a computer, anything that's a you know, computer, you they can uh, spy on you. Yeah, and then you think about kids now who grow up with computers and iPhones and things like this to them it is a part of life as much as their toothbrush is. Mm-hmm. They grew up knowing heck you can see kids that can't even speak able to operate an iPhone. <laughs> but just know. think about what that portends for those kids as they grow up, mm-hmm. how much of their life is going to be private. Yeah. Virtually none of it. It's not going to be, it's not going to virtually be none of it. But uh, you know, a, a lot of people are okay with that. Well, a lot of people seek that they mm-hmm. want that they, yes, I know. I, yeah, I do post pictures on Instagram um, or Facebook about our, you know, private lives, mm-hmm. pictures or whatever. But I did read something the other day that said that we enjoy being stalked. 
Mm-hmm. People enjoy it. They yes. want, you know, you want interaction. When you post a picture, you know how many, pe- you know, some people you see them take a selfie every single day. Well, one of the one of the things that you see is people go out of their way for attention. Uh, there was one woman who ate a sanitary napkin out of her body orifice just to be famous on YouTube. Yeah, and that is the epitome of insanity for attention. Those people are unstable. Yes, most definitely. If you do that, you're unstable. Now the newest sure. thing is their condom snorting is apparently something. What? Snorting <laughs> condoms. And then also, as we know before, from eating Tide Pods. Yes. Uh, so these are things that are in and about you in daily life, the people you meet. They crave attention so much. So this so society that we're- I have not heard of that. Yes. What so, happens? You just snort it up your nose, and then what happens after that? You swallow it? What? I have not seen, I have not looked that carefully, but I know that's a thing. Oh my goodness. Uh, but um, this is one of the things that plays right into the hands of these people who are looking to sell your information. Mm-hmm. Back into the vegans. So the vegan sh- person who's a vegan bodybuilder shut up YouTube. And you saw this was the other day. It says, this is from uh, Tribune Media Wire. This is from March 30th. Chef sick of vegan protesters carves up deer leg in the restaurant's front window. Yes. Oh, so protesters are out. Uh, protesters are out in front of his um, restaurant, his business. I don't know if it's a, yeah, I guess it is a restaurant too. Cause he has dining, but, um, the, they're out there. Of course, people are walking down the street and they're saying this man is a murderer. I mean, calling this man a murderer. Mm-hmm. And so what's he do? He was over it. He was sick of it. They're out there holding signs up and um, calling him a murderer basically. And he decides to go get a deer leg and carve it up right in front of them. And I say more power to him. And to which, to which the people went absolutely. They went ape. berserk. Now the police came. Yeah. And then did go in and speak to the to the owner. And he has since apologized. By the way. Okay. He says he should not have done that. He but should they, not have he, triggered these. Well, these people are unstable potentially. These people yeah, may be the next Toronto. vegan bodybuilder shooters. And the name of this um, place is called Antler. Antler. Yeah. He says he regrets it. And um, he's conversing on a resolution. He's off. He's offering to do a vegan tasting menu and host a foraging trip for the group. You know, don't bow down to these people. Well, that's the thing is we talked about this before. It's like these, uh, um, you know, I don't know if you've been following it or not, but on Twitter, there's this David Hogg, who is the uh, most famous uh, student in the history of uh, in social media. And he's the one that's uh, protesting against the Second Amendment and NRA and basically anything that's not from Media Matters uh, PR outfit. He is he is against it. So anyway, this this kid's on on Twitter and uh, you know he's dishing it out, calling Marco Rubio a, a terrorist who's got blood on his hands and this that and the other. And then Laura Ingram says uh, he posted something about he didn't get into some colleges. And Laura Ingram said, you know, is you know basically saying. What do you expect? Mm-hmm. Boy, the the outrage over that. Laura Ingram since took vacation for a week. Yes. They should they had sponsors leave her, her show on uh, Fox News, I believe it is, or wherever it is. Mm-hmm. And so now she's apologized. She said, Look, it was wrong. Uh, David Hogg's a swell kid. He's a, he's welcome on my show anytime. But he's allowed to get up there and, and yeah. I mean he's a hateful kid in my and opinion. And what happened after that? They doubled down. They doubled down. So they said, not only is Laura Ingram still wrong, uh, th- there's no let up. Same with Marco Rubio. Marco mm-hmm. Rubio went on news or the, the CNN town hall after the shooting in Parkland. 
and they were that's when that sheriff was there and he was saying that you have blood on your hands blah 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 to the to uh dana lush lush mm-hmm. lush who's an nra spokesperson anyway marco rubio went there he was going to try and he's been dragged so the back to the point is people who are activists people who hate your opinion don't have to be opinion on anything particular mm-hmm. uh you try to make amends with them. That's like trying to make amends with uh, the the Chimera Rouge. That's not going to happen. It's their they're, way. They're, or they're or there the, for blood. It's their way or no way. Yeah, that's not. You know, they may say it's this is about. Oh, we want to have a conversation. We want to have a dialogue. No, they want you to be gone. They well, want they your want opinion you, gone. They do. They don't want to hear your opinion, and they want you to believe exactly yes. how they believe. It's like in 1984. You know, they you they are the party, and the mm-hmm. party's way is the way. There is no alternative. Do you remember the video we watched of the girl that um, pulled the Trump hat off yes. the kid? Yes, in and, California. Yes. Um, what college was that? Uh, some California. I don't know. Anyway, um, she thought that she was completely in the right. This boy should not wear. I mean, he was just wearing a ball cap with Trump. Well, on the it. Make America Great Again hat, yes. the red hat. Yes. He was wearing it, and she snatched it off his head, and then he recorded her. And it was about a twenty-five minute video, and, he, and went, she went to the yeah. student services. And, and they was stood around, with their ranting and raving, butt, and they were just they were just standing. <laughs> Police there. did come and make her. They made her give yeah. the hat back. Yeah. But, you know, she thought that because she did not like his hat, that he should not wear it. Well, there's people who believe that their belief is the right belief. And not only is their belief the right belief, but your belief is the wrong belief and immoral. When do people start acting this way? Everyone has always had I an opinion. I think there's been always people like that. But, I think is what you see is the megaphone effect of it. Well, and because of the media, yes. we do see more of it. You see the megaphone effect. So mm-hmm. where you are led to believe this is how everybody thinks. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks, not only did they not agree with me, but they think I should be pilloried. They think I should be put out the pasture. They, And you're shamed, not you, but people are, are shamed into you know believing that way. Look at Marco Rubio. I mean, this guy went on TV, and now he's he's probably scared to death of these kids. It's crazy. Now, this guy that owns this place called Antler. Yeah. You know, I read the reviews, and I didn't read anyone that was against this man. Now, I know there's people out there, obviously, but, you know, why did he feel compelled to apologize? Well, this is the reason. It says, this is back to the Tribune News Media chef. Uh, sick of vegan protesters cars up deer leg from March 30th. It says uh, Hunter's window butchering came after he ignored the protesters at past demonstrations, then tried to promote his eateries wagon vegan offerings uh, on a sandwich board to appease them. I felt helpless. I hope it would just fizzle out and go away. He says, uh, he tells the globe noting walk-in traffic fell during the protest, but his efforts weren't enough. And who has run the protests the goal always is for a restaurant to go fully vegan, she says. To reduce the animals they kill isn't good enough. So this is back to our point. They want him shut down. Right. <clears throat> it's not enough to disagree. They have to go away. This is the sign of a fascist. Mm-hmm. This is a sign of a totalitarian. Mm-hmm. Let's read it again. So uh, <clears throat> this is Marnie Uger, who's run the protest. This is back to the article about the chef uh who caught up a deer leg, but his efforts weren't enough for Marnie Uger, who has run the protest quote. The goal always is for a restaurant to go fully vegan. She says to reduce the animals they kill. Isn't good enough. The no compromises stance pushed Hunter over the edge. They're offending us. I'm going to offend them. He thinks he recalls. So I went up and got a deer. Leg. So basically this is the, this is the person who 
this Uyghur person is a type of person who, if you do not agree with her, it's not just we have a difference of opinion. Mm -hmm. Let's learn to get along. This is you must be defeated. You must be destroyed. And there's no compromise with people like that. No, there's not. The best thing you can do is to either defeat them or ignore them. Yes. But always be prepared because these lunatics are out there. And they might be the next YouTube uh, shooter. And, and, you know, these people, uh, it would be great to show up at their place of business or their home and do the same type of harassing behavior and see what they think about it. Totalitarians are out there, uh, whether you're, you know, quote, left wing, right wing, whatever, middle wing. There's such thing as a, a, a radical centrist. People who think radicals are radicals. They're totalitarians, people who do not agree with you. There are people who uh, are, quote, right, right wing that think that left wing should not exist. People who are left wing that think that right wing should not exist. And people who are radical moderates who think there should be no ability to have any existence but the uh, straddling defense. So there's radicals and nuts everywhere, totalitarians. Mm -hmm. And the important thing to remember is uh, not to try to appease these people, but to protect yourself against these people. Uh, one of the other things we were going to cover was about, um, what was it about? I was going to talk about concierge medicine, direct primary care. Oh, the difference. Yes. Yeah. We were uh, looking online. Uh, we joined the Atlas MD support group, mm -hmm. support group, <laughs> not support group for like emotional help support, questions. help support, tech support group yes. on Facebook. Anyway, we're looking in there and there's some DPC practices talking about, you know, some of the things that they were going through growing pains, for instance. And uh, then we started talking about direct primary care. And I saw an article today. It was a, it was from the Direct Primary Care Alliance, which is an alliance of direct primary care groups, physicians. And uh, one of the things that they were saying in their press release was uh, DPC is not concierge medicine. Concierge medicine means you take insurance and you charge a fee on top of that. Mm -hmm. We're DPC. We pay our, our patients pay us directly. There's no insurance. Mm -hmm. And that's true for DPC, but that's also true for some concierge medicine practices. Yes. Uh, I know mm -hmm. our practice doesn't bill insurance and Radley Griffin's practice, Griffin concierge medicine medical in uh, South Tampa doesn't bill insurance. So it's not only DPC. Mm -hmm. So if you want to look at it, the way I look at it is membership medicine is the arch top, uh, whatever you call it, uh, classification. Cause that means there's members in a practice, not mm -hmm. just insurance members, but members that join that practice directly. After that, you branch off into mem insurance. Uh, they take memberships and insurance. I call those concierge medicine who process insurance. Right. And we have some patients that have been part of um, that type of practice before. Right. And then when they came yeah. to join us, they were like, well, we don't, we're not familiar with. Right. You don't take our insurance. No, we don't. Not because we don't. We just don't need it. We don't right. use it for running when our business. When they leave, they say, uh, so what do I owe you? I'm like, nothing. You owe us nothing. These these particular patients paid in full. Mm -hmm. So they only, just incidentals, you know, if they buy some vitamins or, you know, whatever. But um, I'm like, you guys can be seen every day if you want. We're not going to bill your insurance. Right. Um, we're not going to do that. And then, so you have that. And then you have the membership medicine that is non-insurance. And from there you branch off. I call it concierge medicine. I just call it, that's what we do. Concierge medicine, mm -hmm. no insurance. And then there's direct primary care. The major sticking point I see with a lot of direct primary care practices is they don't want to be called concierge medicine. They, do, they almost yeah. feel like concierge medicine is a stigmata on them and they have a bad rep because of concierge medicine. And I think here's a few of the reasons why. Historically, concierge medicine has been viewed as unfair. 
mm-hmm. unfair because only the wealthy can afford it. And there are some practices that only the wealthy can afford. Uh, there's practice, uh, I know in uh, Phoenix, I believe it is. And it's Dr. Nope's practice, Stephen Nope, K-N-O-P-E. And his concierge medicine fee, I think it's $6,000 or something like that per individual per year, which is higher than what mm-hmm. we charge uh, by several times. But that would potentially be something that was exclusionary. And then there are some people who think that's unfair. Mm-hmm. And then there are people who say that concierge medicine has a bad name because of the way some doctors have started their concierge medicine practice. And that's the way that some of them have is have a panel of patients who are say, let's fight 5,000 patients in a typical insurance practice. And then at some point they send them a letter and they say, Hey, guess what? Uh, I'm no longer going to be your insurance doctor. I'm going to be your concierge medicine doctor. And if you'd like to join, you can for this amount of money. Otherwise you're gonna have to find a new doctor. So that leaves people with a bad taste in their mouth, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people would be gracious and be like, okay, well, so be it. Mm-hmm. Some people would be pissed off saying you're abandoning us, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. That could see how that could give concierge medicine bad names. So these direct primary care doctors don't want to have anything to do, a lot of them, with being called concierge medicine. Mm-hmm. And then you have people like us who kind of welcome anybody who's doing anything that is free market. Mm-hmm. even concierge medicine with insurance. So whatever you can do to better meet the needs of the market, I see the market being people mm-hmm. is positive. Whether you want to charge $30, whether you want to charge 300, whether you want to bill insurance, I think it's all good. So mm-hmm. I try not to, um, I don't know. Well, personally, I'm, I could not imagine wanting to bill insurance. No. We'd have to hire someone to do it because I surely don't have time and you don't have time. Nor the interest. Or, yeah, I do not want to be dealing with an insurance company. Yeah, and dealing with an insurance company is having another person in the room with you, mm-hmm. an invisible party. And we've talked about this before mm-hmm. with other people. But basically, you're in there with the patient, and then there's some other person there who's who in the back of your mind or looking over your shoulder is like, are you sure you can order this lab? Right, you're going to have to get permission. Now, now, did you get the right diagnosis codes for this? Mm-hmm. Or when you're typing your note, they're like, hey, did you do 14 reviews of system? I don't mm-hmm. think you did. You're going to get docked mm-hmm. on your pay for that. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference between insurance in your practice and not. Plus the fact, like you said, trying to bill and say, oh, you know what? This was a subsequent encounter of you seeing a person with a uh, uh, cut on their finger, but not their hand. Uh, this was subsequent, not initial encounter. So you're going to not get paid for that. That's the BS yeah. that we would never, ever deal with. Yeah. So ICD-9 is what I yeah. was, um, you know, I was used to that. I, we had, ICD-9 had been around for many, many years. And then a couple of years ago, ICD-10 came about and ICD-11 is already in the works. Mm-hmm. Now, ICD-11, I don't know how many diagnosis codes there are, like 20,000. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely insane. What's ICD-11 going to be? Can you imagine having to worry about that? No, and, and there's zero clinical relevance as far as I can tell from it. They say it's to use to track trends and blah, blah, blah. What the real reason for ICD is, is to complicate things. Mm-hmm. They must make things complicated because in order to justify the existence of the multiple layers of medical bureaucracy in a healthcare system, you have to have layers of complication. Because if it was as simple as coming in here with us, meeting the doctor and the nurse, deciding that's the patient or that's the practice for you, writing a check, giving a credit card number or whatever, putting that on file, and then being billed monthly or quarterly or yearly, Mm -hmm. and then just seeing the doctor without any kinds of codes, 
we cut out a lot of people in that. Now that's one thing for us to cut them out. Okay. So Mm -hmm. be it. We're a one off, you know, Mm -hmm. two off in in Tampa that I know of Mm -hmm. three off maybe. Uh, But imagine if that was common, Mm -hmm. more common. Well, there's a lot of people who make money whose job completely is to do that. I mean, not to disparage anybody's job. Everybody's got to have a job, but there are people whose job it is to train people to use these codes, which I think are complete waste of time. But there's people who are so specialized that that's their job is their job is to learn these codes. Yes. I've sat through meetings when I've worked in the insurance type world. And and, and you got to see the healthcare industry is in many ways, a giant jobs program, much like the government. The government is a jobs program. First and foremost, the federal government and the state government to a certain extent, but the federal government most first and foremost is a jobs program. Mm -hmm. The department of education does not educate anybody. The department of energy does not produce any energy. There's only a few uh, of the departments that are actually constitutionally allowed a, or constitutionally not allowed called for and B in my opinion necessary. But overall the function of the federal government is to give people jobs. Uh, mm-hmm. and the function of a lot of the healthcare industry is to give people jobs. Mm-hmm. There's somebody whose job it is to deny claims. There's someone whose job it is to approve claims. There's someone mm-hmm. whose job it is to um, whatever. It's just multiple layers, and that's the reason that we cut that crap out. Yes, thank goodness we work for our patients and not for the insurance companies. We cut it out, and our patients are enjoying the benefits, and so are we. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're here for is to uh, eliminate heartache, maximize uh happiness maximize uh uh pleasure and make your life better for you mm-hmm. and for us make our lives better make your lives better and uh we can do that here mm-hmm. so if you're interested in learning more about what we do go to askdrtommy.com and uh click on concierge medicine or you can just go directly to tampadirectcare.com and before we go, I also like to tell you that if you're looking for a video solution for your company, if you need to have a video interface, then one touch video chat is for you. That is a, um, a company that we've been uh, familiar with now and uh, actually learning a lot about their product. And that is one of the things that uh, we have found in the across the board is people are looking for more interaction with their customers and video is one of the clearest ways to do that uh, and one of the most efficient ways. So if you want to learn more about that, uh, go to AskDrTommy.com and click on Doctor Recommended, and there will be a link there for you to one-touch video chat. And our song of the week this week is from uh, the eponymous Metallica album, Metallica, and it's from 1992, I believe, and it's called Nothing Else Matters. And it's a song that was so popular that um, is probably one of the most fam- well-known songs for uh, everybody. And it was marked the turning point in which Metallica became mainstream and which some people think now is when Metallica sold out because shortly thereafter they cut their hair. But either way, it's a good song. It's called Nothing Else Matters. And we appreciate you watching and listening. Join us online at AskDrTommy.com. Watch, listen, subscribe. And if you subscribe on YouTube, click the bell so you can be notified. Otherwise, subscribe on iTunes or wherever you want. And until